Welcome back to the Fast Podcast. It's football and sports talk. I'm John. And this is Eric. And this, and this is week good. is going to be a little bit, uh, we are just talking about it. It's going to be a little bit rough to make the picks this week. It's a pretty good round of games. Yeah, so since we've been doing this, this is probably the toughest week for picks. At least, probably not for the year, but since we've been uh, doing our picks on the podcast, this is definitely the toughest week for picks. So, anyhow, we'll start off with uh, a recap of last week and the two big upsets, the Giants over the Seahawks, and the football team over the previously undefeated Steelers. Man, I've been waiting all week to talk about this. Oh, my gosh. Both those games just had me shocked. Yeah, so the Giants, their defense out of nowhere looks better than the football team for a minute. And I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson, but – He's been on the decline for, like, the past four games. So, funny enough that you say that, um, the Giants, so their defense, because they're on a four-game win streak right now. Right. And their defense is really – it's not their offense that's letting them win. It's their defense right now. Uh, I think it's the past four weeks when they've had the four wins, their defense has been ranked in, like, the top five defenses. And yeah, then over, Russell Wilson, like you were just saying, Russell Wilson, the first seven games, I think he was – it was like – I want to say it was like 30 TDs and zero interceptions or something like that. He was and on I, pace – yeah, he was on pace to break the touchdown record. Right. And I think just in the past, I think it's four or five weeks, he has like seven picks. Right. So something's going on with him, whether it's just like they're not clicking or like they're – I know they lost Chris Carson for a couple weeks or whatever, and maybe that got him out of their rhythm or, or whatever it is. Uh, but, yeah, he's not looking like he was in the beginning of the season, which is weird to think that he declined rather than, you know, rather than just keep going up when he was started so well. I think you hit it on the head, though. Uh, I think the key is Chris Carson. So – when they had Chris Carson, they were dominant and they were more even between running and passing. Carlos Hyde, I believe that's their backup. He's just not – he was not getting it done for them. Like, they had zero run game. Right. And he did have the one good game, like, the first week that Carson went out. But then right. after that, it was kind of just like they just really went away from the run and they just didn't stick with it. Right. But think about this. So the Giants and the football team are the two teams. One of them is going to win the division. I mean, that's kind of set in stone right now. But think right. about this. The Giants, they're having quarterback issues. They are having running back issues. Saquon, Saquon Barkley has been out almost all year. And Colt McCoy is starting for them. I think Colt McCoy is going to start again. No, Maybe. they announced Daniel's going to be back for this game. He, Okay. Well, either way, so they're having – they had QB issues and running back issues all year long. And the fo- the football team, they've had three starting quarterbacks, and they've had running back issues, kind of, you know, throughout. 
and Antonio Gibson is going to be out for multiple weeks now. And yeah. these, are the, these are the two teams that are – one of these teams is going to win the division. Yeah. Um, I think at this point it's just more about whose defense is going to show up every week. It's just completely at this point about defense and just – I mean, it's really going to be – I think kind of like you saw in the Steelers game, it's all about like playing as a, as a whole team, not just one side being dominant and the other side whatever. Defense is going to probably stay dominant, and the offense just need, needs enough points to win the game. And I think that's going to be the name of whoever wins this division, is whose defense can thrive more while the offense kind of sputters. Yeah, we had a massive goal line stand against the Steelers. That... Oh, man, shout out to Chase Young, man. That was a sick tackle. Right, yeah, he like dove across sideways and somehow – had enough strength to pull that guy backwards midair. Yeah, I was it was funny. I was talking about it at work the following day and I was just like, man, like can you imagine just being yanked out of midair just by this behemoth of a man and just like how much that would just like like what that would feel like. That would be so crazy. Yeah, that that was an incredible play, but also I think the most important thing right now for the team is Alex Smith. This yeah. man has got to be the toughest football player ever. He he came back from almost a life-ending injury. He's not only playing football again, but he's winning games against good teams. And then he gets cleated, and he's bleeding profusely everywhere. They just literally tape it up with, like, gorilla tape, and he goes down and leads a scoring drive in the to before halftime. Yeah. You know, it's funny, though, because uh, I heard him – he did a presser about it or whatever, because, you know, obviously that was the main question everybody was asking when the game was done. Um. He was saying, he was like, you know, funny enough, it looked really bad. But that when they went in there, because it was like right about halftime anyways when it happened, so they can get in there to clean it. He said it really wasn't even that bad. It's just like where the cut was at is why it was bleeding so bad. It wasn't actually that bad of a cut, though. Yeah, it was like right on the shin bone where, the, where it's so thin. Yeah, and there's all the veins right there and everything. So it was just like, it's just kind of how it happened. But he said it wasn't even really that bad. But it just looked crazy. Yeah. Like, I saw the blood on his shoe, and I'm like, whoa. And then everybody was freaking out. They thought it was his leg, his bad his leg. Bad leg. Yeah, and they're like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. It's his good leg. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that makes like, it. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, great. Oh, good. Now he has two bad legs. Yeah, exactly. But then, uh, so what about the play where he ran the ball off the field? So, all right. So, question. Do you think that was on purpose or do you think it was really by accident? Because I, I saw him smiling. I really think that was on purpose. So, yeah, exact same thing. I watched the replay a million times. I think he did know what he was doing because in the beginning, he when he's going to get up, he goes to hand the ball to one of the linemen, but then he pulls it back real quick when the ref starts saying, hey, give me the ball. You can see the ref reaching when Alex Smith is going to try to hand the ball to one of his linemen, and the ref is right behind him with his arms out, and I'm sure he's saying, hey, ball, 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 ball. 
I'm sure Alex heard him saying that. That's why he pulled it back in and ran off the field and then looked at the camera and smiled. Right. Although I don't, I guess there's not, there's nothing they can really do about that. And it's not like it, the, the weird part to me is it's not like those are the points that won the game or something. Like it really was just like at the end, I mean, I guess it could have been something in case the Steelers drove down the field, but it was, it was kind of just meaningless points. No, no, I, I disagree. I think that is a huge momentum swing because say it, it was 14 to nothing at that point about to go into halftime and say you you're rushing your field goal unit on and you shank that kick. You're down 14 to nothing and you're coming off of a drive where you felt you should have scored and you have nothing to show for it. So I, mean, I guess that's true. But uh, now you get that kickoff, you get those points. It's a big kick and you come out from halftime and have the ball first and you still have that momentum. Right, and they also had another score. Right. Yeah, I mean I guess that's fair. I, so, I didn't really think about it that way as watching it. I'm just kind of like, you know, what's the – what's I, I didn't see exactly what the big deal about it was, but I guess that makes sense. I don't know. For me, like, as a, like as a, from a player's point of view, if you going into halftime off of, a, off of a play where you missed the opportunity to score versus going into halftime where you just scored a, on, a, on a good drive – those are two completely different moods that you're coming out of halftime. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I think it changed the way that they came out of halftime. Right, changed their mood and kind of inspired them to come out and like get it done. I got you. Yeah. So, so also, another thing I wanted to mention, too, was about the Cardinals. And I think it's insane that they started their season 5-2 and two. And ever since the whole Hale Murray deal, right. they've only won one game. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins has kind of fallen out of you know off the cliff. Like you haven't but, heard anything about this guy. Right, but funny enough, it was the game after that. Um, I guess Kyler, like they're they're not reporting it, but supposedly he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, he's and definitely so his downfield throws just aren't there, which is DeAndre Hopkins' specialty is going downfield and getting the ball. I don't know. I I actually disagree with that too. I think DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, where he excels the most is in the mid range. I don't think he excels in. Well, yeah, but that's going down the field, intermediate to long is yeah, going like, down the field. Yeah, deep passes, I don't think he excels at. I think he excels at getting the ball in that in that 20-yard range and then and then making a move and going by someone. Right, which is what I'm saying anyways. He's good at deep balls too though, but he like right now Kyler just can't even throw that like that far without being inaccurate because of his shoulder. And you can tell when he's playing that he's struggling to get the ball that deep. Well, all of the football team fans are going to be rooting for Kyler Murray this week. Right. Because yeah, they, I, I know I will. So they need to beat the Giants for the football team to have a chance. Yeah. And you know what's funny, though? There is a chance that two NFC East teams, there's still a chance one can make it as a wild card. 
Yeah, which is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, they're so, only one game behind a wild card spot right now. Yeah, think about this: the Vikings and the Cardinals both are six and six. Right. The Giants and the Redskins are both five and seven. So they're yeah. both only one game out. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a real good chance too. I think the Bucks, um, looking at their schedule that's left, I don't. I think there's a good chance they don't make the playoffs. I don't know about that. They're uh-huh. seven and five, so they're they're yeah, but they're all they're not looking too hot right now, and their schedule down the stretch is one of the hardest in the NFL. Well, we'll see, but I, I think they probably. I mean, I think they got it, but think about this. The, the whole league basically was clowning the NFC East all year long. Just right, and now all of a sudden they're kissing our butts because we beat Seattle and the Steelers in a week. No, I was going to say they've been clowning them all year. How are they going to feel if two teams out of that division make the playoffs? I doubt it happens, to be fair. I really I think it's just one. Um, cause I, I honestly, I think the giants are going to come back down to earth. I think that the, I think they're went over Seattle. I don't, I don't want to say it was a fluke, but I think that it was like kind of like right time, right opportunity. And I right. think they'll come back down to earth the next couple of weeks. I don't think they go any higher than maybe like, I would say the best record I see the giants being at is maybe seven and nine, but I think even that's pushing. I think they win one more game and go six and 10. Right. Yeah, I agree. But I just think it would be hilarious if two of them did make the playoffs after yeah. they've been. And there is the possibility. I just I don't see it really happening. That and this will never happen. But the the absolute most funny scenario possible: two of them make it in and they play each other in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean it. It, it is possible. Yeah, because they they would be one of them would be a mid range seed like a number four. And the right. other one would be a number seven. So they wouldn't actually, if they both kept winning, they wouldn't have to play each other until the championship. Right. Yeah, funny enough. So. But anyhow, one more thing that I saw, uh, Marshawn Lynch was back in the news. And he said that he is willing to come back to the NFL if he was on a team that had a shot at the Super Bowl. <laughs> you got to love that guy. Yeah. I, oh man, I used to love watching him play. To be honest, though, what if you had to pick any team right now that has a shot at going to the Super Bowl that needs a running back? Which team would you choose for Marshawn to go on? I think I already know which what mine is, but I want you to have yours first, and then I'll tell so, you. Mine. So, a team that has a realistic shot at the Super Bowl. Yes, that would need a running back. All right, let's go down the list. Um, maybe Buffalo. Get him back to where he started his career. Right. All right, so that would be your pick would be Buffalo? Um, let's take a look here. I, I mean, Buffalo is the first one that stands out to me. Right. Um, I mean, the Rams, they, have, they need a running back. I mean, maybe the well, Rams. I'll tell you something. Cam Akers, who was playing last night, played lights out. He had 29 carries for 177 yards, and he's he been ramping have, up the past couple weeks. He, yeah, he took the starting job, actually. So yeah. he has been uh, ramping up. But, I mean, Tennessee, they have a good run game. 
the Browns probably have to... That's a horrible word to describe Tennessee. They have a great running game. They got yeah. Derrick Henry. Well, I was going to say the um, the Browns probably have the best run game in the league. Yeah, tandem-wise, yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. I mean, they have two Pro Bowl running backs. If one gets tired, you put the other one in, and he's fresh, and he's still a Pro Bowl running back. Right. Um, Kansas City, I mean, they have a good running game. Um, who else? Seattle, they have – as long as Chris Carson is healthy – the Colts, they have a decent running game. The Saints, they I mean, they have Alvin Kamara. Um, the Packers, they have Aaron Jones. I mean, I, I'm going to say Buffalo. So, funny enough, you named the one that I was going to name um, for mine, which is the Colts. So, What's wrong with Hines? He, they're shuffling between him and Taylor. They don't have a bell cow. Hines is not a bell cow. He's more of like a like a like a third down back, really. And he had right. a couple good games this year, but he's not like he's not constantly productive. Right. That's my thought. And then Jonathan Taylor, he's been kind of up and down, having rookie issues, had a couple injuries that he's had to deal with. That's why that was my pick. I thought they could use a, use somebody for that first and second down role, and then have Naheem. There and also Taylor for third down and have somebody from Taylor to learn from. Yeah, I mean you could use Marshawn Lynch as your power back and then use Hines as your speed back because he is fast. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it would be cool if he went back to Buffalo where his career started. Yeah, no, that would really be awesome. Yeah, I'd enjoy that a lot. So, uh, did you want to talk about? I saw you had a. Uh, put up a post earlier about Arian uh Arian Foster yeah so that was actually funny enough that was last week I did I meant to talk about that last week but I didn't really get to um but yeah so there was a comparison that Ron Rivera put out there saying that Antonio Gibson's running back comparison was Arian Foster and he used to be like one of my favorite runners to watch that man was a monster when he wasn't injured um but, yeah, I just thought that was crazy that, like, this, like, Antonio, you know, he's, like, whatever. He's just, like, he came out of nowhere. He came from Memphis where he was a wide receiver. And, like, he had some carries and stuff like that. But, like, you know, like, you didn't expect to get, like, basically what he's saying is a bell cow back in the third round. And if you look at our draft the past couple years, the third round is, like, our diamond round. Like, we got Terry McLaurin in the third. We get Antonio right. Gibson now. Like, it's just crazy to me to see, like, these people we're getting right now out of the third round. Who? What round was Kirk Cousins drafted? Fourth. Oh, okay. I thought he was third round. No, nah, he was fourth. Russell Wilson was third. That's right. But, yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool comparison just because I used to love watch watching Arian run. And I just think it's funny how he got that the comparison to him because that dude was a beast. Well, the thing about – first round picks i feel like the majority of first round picks never live up to the hype 50 percent. yeah because they are just so hyped up and then like you know even if they do have a, a great season it's like oh they were supposed to you know? right but yeah, yeah with arian foster i actually looked up some of his stats after i saw that you had posted that and 
I didn't realize he only played one complete season in his. Uh-huh. He always he was constantly getting injured, and it looked like his best years were from 2010 to 2012. He had uh, over a thousand yards each of those years, but other than that, he just fell off. Yeah, like if if he wasn't so injury prone, he would have had like a a really good career. But he was actually like he he was really good. I loved watching him run. So, um, did you have any other news or anything you you wanted to go over? Or you want to hop into the picks? Um, the only thing that I I did see is uh what oh shoot, what team was it? Was it the Panther? I think oh um yeah I think it was the Panthers. They had like ten cases of COVID or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But however. Today, they've reinstated three of them. Right. I heard about that. And I, I know it was like a couple of their core players that they reinstated. Right. So I, I just figured I'd put that out there for first off for people that are like picking games. And then for other people, maybe on fantasy or whatever, that have some players, just keep a watch out for that. Panthers apparently have a lot of cases going on. Yeah, they uh, do. They, that was yeah, that was it for me. All right. So the game last night, we both actually had the Rams. And that was just a complete domination. Yeah. Yeah. They New England had that coming from the Super Bowl. It was just a complete reversal of the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. So uh we both we both got that one. So um the next one, the Sunday games. We're gonna start off with the Vikings at the Bucks. Mm. I know you hate the Bucks right now. Uh so I don't hate the Bucks. I I just don't – I don't like where they're going right now. I don't like that their coach is so outspoken about his players playing badly. Um, yeah, which I, is I, crazy because Bruce Arians didn't used to be like that. Well, I mean, I've seen him do it before um, when he was like in Arizona and stuff, but it's just kind of strange to me the way – like the frequency in which he's doing it. It seems like every week he's calling out somebody. Um, I'm probably I'm actually gonna go with the Bucks this week. All right, so I went with Tampa Bay. Also, I would love to see Kirk Cousins beat Tom Brady, but Same. I just I just don't see that happening right now. I just I think, don't see I don't see Kirk beating the Bucks defense. I think it's actually more about the defense versus the Vikings offense, in my opinion. Well. I guess Adam Thielen is back, so that's good. Dalvin Cook has got to stay healthy for them to even have a chance. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going with the Bucks. Also, I just think I think I'm I think the opposite. I think the Bucks are going to start going on the uphill versus downhill, and I think the Vikings are starting to go downhill because that game versus Jacksonville where they almost no, lost. <laughs> Just like their past couple of games, I feel like they've been going downhill a little bit. But Man, but I'll say this, because we've said this a couple times on the podcast already. Winning is winning no matter how it comes. You won yeah. the game, and that's it's on your record. All right, so a team that we need to win is the Cardinals at the Giants. Yeah, I – this is another – this is just a super tough schedule this week to call. Um, honestly, 
I'm going to go Cardinals here, and it's more of just a gut feeling than anything else. Um, it's more of a hopeful thinking, maybe, I should say. So I also went with the Cardinals, but I went with the Cardinals because I think that they have the better all-around team. Absolutely, Talent. I'd agree. Yeah, Talent-wise. But they um, also, the recent past couple of weeks, they haven't been playing like they're a better team. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like they could have beaten at least one or two of these teams that they played against, and they just, just didn't. So how about the Chiefs at the Dolphins? Now, two years ago, this would have been a joke. Right. Now it's actually, you know, a could good be a very game. close game. Yeah. That's going to be a really good – that's an underrated game. Yeah, that might be one of the best games of the week. Yeah, same. Um, do we know who's starting this week? Uh, Tua. Tua. I'm definitely going Chiefs then. So I went Chiefs also just because I just feel like I can't pick against them. But something that I didn't realize, uh, Tua has not thrown an interception yet. Yeah, he's also undefeated, yeah? I believe so, but also no, 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 no. He's not because remember he got benched that one game, and they put Ryan Fitzpatrick in because they were getting demolished. Gotcha. So he's but lost one game. He's only lost one game, but I thought it was hilarious because it was like the week before that game. He made a comment when he in an interview where he said, "I didn't think the NFL would be this easy." Yeah. I was yeah, like, what well, an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then you get wrong. benched. Then you get benched the week after you say that. Now you look like an idiot. Yeah. Now I'm sure he'll he, he's gonna be a good player, I think. He's just gotta get his mind right. So all right, so how about the Titans at the Jags? You know, funny enough, a couple weeks ago I probably would have said like this is like the easiest win for the Titans. Right. Um, which I'm still picking them, by the way. However, okay. I think Jacksonville is going to put up a fight. Yeah, so I picked the Titans also, but the first time that they played this year, it was 33-30. to 30. So it exactly. was a close game. The Jacksonville is a better team now than they were the first time that they played. Yep. And you know what? While we're talking about Jacksonville, because I know they don't get a lot of talking, um, Apparently, I actually read an article this week that Gardner Minshew is literally begging for his starting job back. <laughs> Doesn't like, his li- thumb is broken? No, he's healed. He's ready to play again. Oh, really? The coach is apparently saying, "Hey, like, I just want him to be fully ready and everything to whatever." And he's saying, "No, I'm good. I'm ready. They just don't want to start me." And well, he's Mike- like begging them for his job back. Mike Glennon is playing really well. Yeah, but that's that's the story of Mike Glennon. Anywhere he's went, he's always like he'll be put in for spot starts and he plays really well and then he's just yanked right back out and he's never had a starting position. <clears throat> so Gardner Minshew, he just reminds me of like a baby Brett Favre. Right. <laughs> like he just doesn't care. He's just going to sling it. Yeah, man. You know what? He um I had an idea a while back. What if they decide to like Jacksonville decides to draft a quarterback in the first round this year. What if Gardner got traded to the Washington football team and he could sit behind Alex and learn from Alex for a year or two? 
and see how that goes. I would definitely be okay. I'd be down I love I love watching Gardner Minshew play. Same. He is he really I think he's going to be a good quarterback for a long time. All right, so we're going to move on to the worst game probably of the year. The Cowboys at the Bengals. Oh, that's the greatest, man. It's <laughs> the greatest. You know, this game, had Joe Burrow been starting, would be like the easiest pick for me. Right. Um, but with Brandon Allen heading the ship, I got to go Cowboys. Like, there's no way these Bengals, like, and they don't have Joe Mixon still. Like, I mean, I get the Gio Bernard's still a pretty good back, but it, it, they're, I just don't see it. So I went with the Bengals because the Cowboys defense, and I said this, I'm pretty sure last week that the Jets would dominate the Cowboys. Their defense is so horrendous that I could probably walk out there myself and go run a 90 yard touchdown on them. Like, you keep saying that. <laughs> like it is, I don't think I've ever seen a defense this bad. Yeah, you haven't. And you probably like, never will again. It's unreal. Like you, all you have to do is walk onto the field, and you automatically score. You, like you know what defense might be worse? Who? Greg Williams cover zero blitz <laughs> versus the Raiders. Yeah, but at least like he probably <laughs> did that as like almost like a joke. Yeah, but... let's joke about losing. That sounds good. He just it's lost the, the job and will probably never have an NFL job again because of that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think I'm telling you this Cowboys defense is it is. It's the atrocious. Worst it's I've awful ever seen. and it's ugly. But I so think, I think they still win because of their offense, not their defense. They do have a they still do have a decent offense, but that the def I just can't get over how bad that defense is. Yeah. All right, so, let's move on from the worst game of the week. Let's go, right. let's go to the next so, one. So Texans at Bears. Man, those the, the Bears, man. I just oh I feel so bad for them. Yeah, they were they were five and one at one point. Yeah. Um I'm definitely going Houston in this game. All right. So I went Houston also. I just feel like the Bears are on such a bad streak right now. They they can't get it together. I just feel I feel like the morale is shot for that team. Like the whole team is just right. like what happened, you know? Right. And I don't think that stops this week. So how about the Broncos who almost beat the Chiefs? After one week after not having a quarterback versus the Panthers. Yeah, so I actually funny before I saw the whole thing about the COVID cases, I was definitely going Carolina on this. Um, but if we're only talking about them maybe getting three to five of those players back, I'm gonna actually go ahead and flip that to the Broncos. All right. So I, I did go with the Panthers, and this I p- made this pick before I got the news of all the COVID players, but I'm going to stick with the Panthers. I think they'll pull it through. I think Christian, um, Christian McCaffrey's coming. So I think they'll get a little bit of help from that. But right. Um, all right, so the Jets at 
Seattle. I swear, if Seattle gets beat by two crappy New York teams two weeks in a row, right? I I don't I don't know what I'd do. Seattle. Yeah, I went with Seattle too. They are too good of a franchise to lose two games back to back like that. Oh, let's hope, because if not, right. they're they're just gonna get crapped on by the media next week if they don't. Oh yeah, I can't wait. If they lose to the Jets, I can't wait for the memes. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. All right, so how about the Colts at the Raiders? Oh, you know I love my Raiders. That I'm is loved. a tough game. Do we know? Um, is DeForest Buckner back in or no? I think he is. I think he's back. Because hmm. he was back this past week. I'm going to go Colts then. All right. Yeah, I went with the Colts also just because watching how the Raiders played against the Jets was a little concerning. And, and the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, back-to-back weeks. So I'm a little concerned because now they're going to play a top five defense. Yeah, same. That's kind of what got me there. Um, I think the Raiders have a good team, though. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I just think don't. Just I need... don't think they're strong enough to compete with the Colts, though. Yeah, they just need to get back on track. Yeah, and this could be a game where they get back on track, and they could prove me very wrong. All right. So how about the Redskins at the 49ers? Ah. Uh... I think because of the big win over the Steelers, it could really be the the tale of two, you know, like whatever. It could go either way. Um, it could be the Redskins' heads are so big that they just like get blown out, or they come in and they keep the momentum going off this three game win streak and they keep it rolling. That's what I'm hoping they do. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. So I went with the football team also, but the reason I went with them is because I feel like they finally got to feel what it feels like to be a good team by beating the Steelers. And I think they're, they're going to use that feeling as a, you know, as a factor to play, you know, to keep playing at that level. Right, yeah, no, and I totally get that. And I think also they're, like, learning, like, like what their strengths are. You know, not only within the system itself, but as the players. Like, what are they best at on the field, and how can they help the team win? And I think that's a big thing that they're learning right now. Yeah, they. I think they're finally starting to gel as a unit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, all right, so how about the Saints at the Eagles? Now, Jalen Hurts is starting this week. Mm. Uh, do we know uh, Taysom Hill or Drew Brees? Not that that Taysom, actually really matters, but. Uh, T- Taysom Hill is starting and Jalen Hurts is starting. Mm. Um, that I'm, I, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this. Definitely Saints. I just don't – I don't think Jalen Hurts – like, he, he'll he probably go out there and maybe give him a little bit of a spark, but I just don't see him really dominating or anything like that. I just – I don't think he has enough skill to overcome the deficiencies on the Eagles. So, I went with the Saints, but I went with the Saints because Taysom Hill is actually starting to gel a little bit as an actual quarterback. Yeah. He fin- he finally threw a couple of touchdowns. 
But also, I love Jalen Hurts. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks in this draft. But I don't see him as his first NFL start coming out and beating the Saints. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's 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 a pretty bad first NFL start to be in. But I mean, it's a start. So, so all right. So next game is the Falcons at the Chargers. Hmm. That's probably going to be a good game, and I think as bad as the Chargers got just got their butt whooped by the Patriots, I don't think Anthony Lynn lets that happen two weeks in a row. I think I think Chargers. So you know me, I love the Chargers, but I went with the Falcons. I just feel like the Chargers, like their little glimpse of hope, is gone. And they're just kind of packing up for the year and they're going to try again next year. (laughs) So Uh, I'm taking, I'm taking the Falcons. Yeah. All right. So Packers at lions. So I saw a stat today that apparently the Packers are averaging 37 points a game against NFC North opponents. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So Packers. All right. I went with the Packers also. Um, Although right, I so will next... say the Lions looked a lot better after Matt Patricia got fired and Daryl Bevel took over. I will say that. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they look like against a good team. Yeah. All right. So the Steelers at the Bills. Ooh. This is a Sunday night game. Ooh, that's going to be a good game. <sighs> How can I – I want to say Bills, but how can I say that a team that's eleven and one is going to win, t- lose two back-to-back games? I don't think I can do that. I think I have to go Steelers. All right, so I went with the Bills because I think the Bills are a more well-rounded team. I think Josh Allen is really playing well right now. Um. Actually, NFL.com has Josh Allen ranked as the number four quarterback in the league, mm. which is incredible. Yeah. Considering where when he was drafted, they're like, whoa, he got way overdrafted. This guy out of Wyoming, how did he get drafted number eight? Well, the Bills right. called them. So I'm taking the Bills. I think I think they're on fire right now. And I think Pittsburgh is about to drop back down to earth because they've literally been beating crappy teams all year. And then, you know, the football team comes in and doesn't hand it to them, but does, you know, they're only the second team in history to beat the Steelers when they were losing by 14 plus points. So that's a pretty big upset. It was. I, I just can't see a team that went undefeated losing two weeks in a row. And if they do, then they didn't deserve to be undefeated at any risk. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I was going to say this game will tell you a lot about that Steelers team. Yeah. So, all right. So the Monday night game, the Ravens at the Browns. Mm, that's. This is a big game mm-hmm. for the Ravens. Yeah, because if they lose, that that pretty much puts them out of contention for the playoffs, doesn't it? If they lose this game, they drop below five hundred. Yeah, because that would make them six and seven, right? They're six and six right now. Right. And that, and as good as the AFC is this year, that would probably almost 
certainly take away their chances of making the playoffs. So this is going to be like a desperation game. Right. I'm still going to go Browns. <laughs> so I also went with the Browns. Yeah. I think I think that they finally got that monkey off their back of being a, a joke in the NFL. I think they have a phenomenal offense if Baker Mayfield stays consistent. Right. Yeah, the, that's the big key right there. His mindset is the key to that team. If he's off a little bit, they're done. If he's on, they're unbeatable. Yeah. So I'm going with the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that's it's just sad to say because you know the Ravens went 14 and 2 last year. They were the team to beat. Right. And then all of a sudden Lamar really has not looked good in my opinion at all this year. He's so wide have... fine, but his passings looked awful. Yeah, so I uh I I know a couple of people that are like diehard Ravens fans and I kept telling them. I was like Lamar Jackson is going to get shut down within the next two years. Like he is not going to continue to be a good quarterback. He, all they had to do was learn how to stop him from running, which they have done to a, to a certain extent. They haven't shut him down, but they have definitely hindered his running ability in the league this year. And that has shown, like you said, he has looked, terrible passing the ball yeah so i think that's the key and i i think um if defenses and defensive coordinators keep game planning against his abilities he's not going to be in the league for a long time right now i will say because they have a tremendous coach there john harbaugh that's been their coach for 13 years now i think A lot of the stuff, at least from what I hear from the experts and stuff, is that it's all really goes back to his mechanics. And he's always had sloppy mechanics even since college. But mechanics is something that you can fix because you can work on it and practice it and practice it and practice it. And I think that if they don't make the playoffs this year and going into the offseason, that'll probably be Lamar's. And I don't, I don't doubt Lamar's drive and effort. I think he, if anybody can do it, he'll do it because he wants to be great. So I, I'm not opposite on that, but the way that I feel about Lamar Jackson is I feel like he is one of those players that 100% relies on his physical ability. And I think once you, once you, uh, create a mental game plan to stop part of his physical ability that he's not going to be able to overcome it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. If we'll see if, if there was a game in the Ravens, you know, say it's a Super Bowl or whatever, and the Ravens are down by a touchdown and he has the ball with, with two minutes left and he's playing a defense that has completely shut down his run game all game. He's not winning that game. Yeah. No, that's a fair assessment, but I think I, I, I they just got to figure out what they have to do to get back to last season's form because it's it's a game of X's and O's, just like chess or whatever, and matchups and all that. You know, it's they the Ravens they can do things 
to have his abilities come out and show out. You know what I mean? Right. Like the, the same way they did last year, but they're just not as effectively calling the things they should be. I think another reason too, though, is, you know, they got rid of Hayden Hurst to go down to Atlanta this year. And I think that that was a huge reason for the drop right. off and play because with Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst on the field, that like that was a matchup nightmare. And it also played to Lamar's strength with that short to intermediate passing. Right. He can have a drop off. So, yeah, I, th- I think that had a big role in it. So this week we picked four games different. So again, we do have the, funny. Yeah, we do have the chance to tie again. So the games that we picked differently are the Cowboys at the Bengals. You went with the Cowboys. I went with the Bengals. Uh, the Broncos at the Panthers. You went with the Broncos. I went with the Panthers. The Falcons at the Chargers. I went with the Falcons. You went with the Chargers. And then the Steelers at the Bills. You went with the Steelers and I went with the Bills. So, like I said, this week is probably one of the toughest weeks that I've had to pick. Yeah, for sure. Because there's just a lot of games where it's like these teams are so close within, you know, like it's just – it's. It's a it's a toss up. So probably the two games that I want to watch the most are the Chiefs at the Dolphins and the obviously the Redskins and 49ers, but also the Steelers and the Bills. I want to see how the Steelers come back after yeah. the game. But you know, they if there's one thing that I know about the Steelers is it's Mike Tomlin and his demeanor that he's always had. That is one tough dude, you know? Like, he puts it in their minds, like, hey, guys, like, this is not a game. Like, you get your job done. Yeah, yeah so they, there's this there's this joke that was going around of, like, who would win if they had fights between all of the head coaches? And they said the final, like, the Super Bowl out of the head coach fights – it would be Mike Tomlin versus Mike Mike Vrabel. Oh man, Mike Vrabel would tear him up. Right. Dude, that yeah, is like, one bad dude. Yeah, they were like, I don't think anybody wants to fight Mike Vrabel. No, that is a bad dude right there. He he's literally over there working out with his with his uh team and everything, doing push ups on the field for games. And that that dude, that dude would just destroy him right so anyhow anything else you want to go over before we hop off no i think we had a, a pretty good session um i would say though to the, to the listeners um if you want to kind of stay connected with us or whatever we have a facebook set up now and an instagram and just hit us up if you have any kind of uh, anything we want us to cover and i would be glad to talk about it and just let us know in a, in a comment or send us a message or whatever yeah, and that's going to be Fast Podcast. So, F-A-S-T Podcast. Yeah. Uh, but so, for me, that's it. I think we went over a lot of stuff today. All right. So, that's our Week 14 picks and our Week 13 wrap-up. So, we'll see you guys next week. All right. That was fast. <laughs>